What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. It is time to absolutely annihilate set four. Um, how are you guys doing? We're going to waste no time today because we have a lot of stuff to complain about. Um, this is the show, the podcast, hashtag complaint edition because I just can't fathom, fathom why the sets drop or the new season drop, or whatever the hell you want to call it drop, has not gotten any better over now four times doing it. It dropped on Thursday. I've grinded all of it. I finished Team Affinity already. Why? Because I don't enjoy my life. No, because I just wanted to grind it and get it done for content purposes. Um, I felt like it would not be fair of me to start talking about these cards and critiquing these cards if I did not use a, a chunk of them while grinding mindlessly offline like a fool. So we've gotten there. We finished Team Affinity. We uh, purchased 30-30 Club Chase Pack Mike Trout for my entire bankroll of stubs. We unlocked 99 Beast of a Human Being, Giancarlo Stanton, and instead of selling him for 300k stubs, which I could have done at the time, I kept him, because I love him, and I cannot wait to fuck all of you with Giancarlo Stanton. But, that's neither here nor there. This episode is about going through set four. It's about not really reviewing the cards, because I don't think a lot of the cards are worth using. We will talk about certain cards. I we're just structurally going to talk about some set four stuff what to expect moving forward, why we probably should just accept sets and seasons for MLB 23 as they are, with only two sets and seasons left. It's not changing. Um, but I think, I still think, and we'll talk about it, I still think sets and seasons can work. It's just not working right now. So let's get into the episode. You guys are looking at my God Squad right now. Why? Because I'm proud of it and it's beefy. Um, in my opinion... Right now, without unlocking a collection card, I've yet to unlock a, a collection card. In my opinion, we'll talk about the collection cards. It goes Mookie Betts, Corey Kluber, Jimmy Fox. Mookie Betts is the clear number one. Whoever you go with at number two is a toss-up. But I think Mookie is the clear number one. Regardless, without a collection pack, which I'm semi-close to. I could probably get there with the, the monthly awards drop on Friday. We have Griffey and left. Mike Trout in center, Acuna in right. Devers is playing third. Ellie De La Cruz is the shortstop. Jose Ramirez at second. Cody Bellinger at first. Giancarlo, giant PP Stanton is the DH. Adley Rutschman is the catcher. What you'll notice, there's no wild card in the lineup. Chipper Jones, retired for now. Mickey Mantle, retired for now. Instead... I'm using the wild card in the bullpen, which is strange. Uh, the bench right now for me, everybody's bench is going to be different based on how they play, but the, the way I play, my bench is Juan Soto, Jackie Robinson, Miguel Asano, and Cattell Marte, because it's nice to have a little bit of a switch hitter on there who could play a few positions. The rotation, this is in no particular order. This is just the way they're currently lined up in my staff. Al Leiter, John Donaldson, Jacob deGrom, Satchel Page, Nolan Ryan, I know people have seen a lot of Nolan Ryan, and I know Nolan only has four pitches, but he's stock 125 hit per nine um, and 116K per nine with max clutch. So he's filthy. Uh, people who are good with Velo and who are comfortable with Nolan Ryan might hit him, but I do like the very small PCI that he comes stock with. 
The bullpen is just a travesty. Bullpens are awful right now. My three lefties are Billy the Kid, who I hate using, Patrick Corbin, and Josh Hader. Then I have Yenier Cano, Devin Williams, Ryan Helsley, who stinks, 97 Mariano Rivera, and then wildcard Kenley Jansen, which is a weird, weird thing to wildcard. But here we are. Set fours drop on Thursday. Gave us some stuff. First and foremost, let's take it to the shop, where we got a new headliner. 99 Nestor Cortez is actually kind of okay. I don't think he's necessarily a God Squad pitcher. He doesn't throw hard enough, but this card is fun. And then they dropped Drew Jones, a cool new prospect, not new legend, cool new player to have in the game. He just pales in comparison to all the other outfielders that you would want to run on your God Squad. He does have a lot of speed, great fielding, offenses, whatever. It's cool that they're adding new young prospects. They also just announced that we're going to get Marcelo Meyer from the Red Sox as a BR reward on Tuesday. That's fun, too. Wish they would have dropped these guys a little bit earlier in the game cycle, like right around when they dropped Jackson Holiday. But, you know, whatever, it's fine. Or, you know, remember that Future Stars program that we had? You know, the shitty one? They could have made it better by giving us these cool Future Stars cards. Just bad timing on their part, regardless. And then the Chase card is Mike Trout. I mean, this Mike Trout is incredible. It's the best Mike Trout we've ever gotten. I feel like we say that every time we get a new Mike Trout, but it keeps being true. Uh, he's a perfect base runner, 99 in all base running categories. 90 fielding stock with 87 reaction. Griffey is probably a better defensive center fielder on rip. But to maintain diamond badges, I'm putting Griffey in left, Trout in center. I also think at P5, when Trout gets to 92 reaction, 95 fielding, won't have a problem. The problem with Mike Trout. He is goddamn expensive. I spent 890,000 stubs because I don't see this card coming down too much too soon. It's going to be some time. Right now, he is 900,000. Stubs. Or 850 if you put in an order and someone is silly enough to sell it. Uh, it underscores the larger problem and the larger conversa conversation, excuse me, sorry, um, with the best cards in the game being chase cards. Uh, it, it's, it sucks. It's unfortunate. It is the nature of the game this year. We can only hope that they either make chase cards more attainable or they cycle them out more frequently, or there's something to make them just slightly more attainable. Maybe there's a way we can get flashback chase packs, something. It's very unfortunate that this is the nature of the game. There are plenty of other cards, by the way, that are fantastic. You don't need Mike Trout in your lineup. You do not need this card. You might want it, and that's fine. You could also wildcard the set 199 Mike Trout, which you can get for very cheap right now. But for people who are Mike Trout fans, are Angel fans, who or just in general want to have the best cards when they can, this one's going to be very, very hard to get. But he's a demon. He's a goon. So if you can get him, I do suggest you do so, as long as it doesn't A, ruin your stub bankroll, like it did for me, because I'm stupid, or B, don't spend money. If you want to spend real money on this game, I cannot actually tell you what to do with your money. But don't feel as if you have to spend money to get this card. That's what I'm getting at. All right, so that takes care of the shop. 
Let's talk about World Series rewards. Uh, boom. Gary Carter. Not a good card. It sucks, man. His swing is so much better than it was a couple years ago. He's pretty good versus lefties, but this card, you're just not going to play him over Adley Rutschman. That's not necessarily Gary Carter's fault. Adley Rutschman is just simply the better catcher. But this card stinks in comparison. Zach Greinke. I think he's going to shove, and I think he's the pick, actually, out of this pack. 118 hit per nine stock. Good, great control. I shouldn't even say good control. Great control. Max clutch. K per nine's a little low. Not low. 97's not low, but it's not phenomenal. I think he'll be fine. I loved Retro Finest Zach Greinke. I'm going to love this one as well. And then Trevor Story base is is very balanced. He's, he's better against lefties. Apparently, if you put him on the Jimmy Rollins shortstop captain team, he's nutty. So maybe if you are someone who wants to roll it with a captain, Jimmy Rollins is a core captain. You don't have to wildcard him like you do with Cal Ripken. You, you're a Trevor Story fan. Trevor Story is a good card with the Rollins boost. Without the Rollins boost, I, I don't think I'd use him, personally speaking. I enjoy J-Ram at second. I enjoy Elliott short. I'm not going to put him at third because I like Devers or Chipper. But he's not a bad card. I'm a little disappointed in the speed of Trevor Story. Maybe he really has lost a step in the last couple years. 81 speed versus 91 speed is not going to prevent me from using a card, but it is surprising that he has 81 speed. I just, just pointing that out. The new event. The new event. Um is all sets. They drop a brand new set and then they let you use every set in the event. Really fucking smart these people are. But I, they must listen to the podcast. SDS, shout out to you. Because we have real restrictions. Minimum player overall of 75. Did we not literally say that a couple weeks ago in the podcast? And then max team of 88 overall. I enjoy the team building aspect. What I did for my lineup, so you guys know. I used the Paul Goldschmidt gold captain boost. I used the Kevin Gossman gold captain boost. And then I put in a couple 99s here and there. You can build a fun team of gold cards. A super fun team of gold cards within these restrictions. And they play like demons because you're using the captain boost. Events should be your place to experiment with fun captain boosts. So, shout out to SDS. Tip of the cap to you. Legitimately, tip of the cap for listening or at least experimenting. I don't know if you guys actually listen, but for at least experimenting and doing something cool. Because this is where we start to see creativity and lineup building. This is where we start to see diverse lineups. This is where I can parallel all my BR Gold Demons. So, I'm a fan. I like it. Unfortunately, the rewards stink. We have 95 Ryan Presley, which given the state of bullpens, he might actually see some use. I don't think he's great, but he might see some use. 97, Joe Torre. Uh, it's just, uh, remember the, the 99 we got last year, the Retro Finest? I missed that one. This one's fine enough. It's built correctly for a card of his caliber. I just wish he was a little beefier because Joe Torre is a little bit of fun. Uh, and then the 12 win. We have to go into the inventory for this one. I don't have him yet, but I will get him soon. 99, Cedric Mullins, Silver Slugger. They opted for a Silver Slugger instead of a Milestone 30-30. Uh, if you're a Cedric Mullins lover, whether in real life or his swing, you're going to love this card. Personally, I never perform well with, with uh, Cedric Mullins cards. I don't know why. I, I truly don't. I don't dislike him. 
I think his swing feels nice. I just always don't get good launch launch um, angles or exit velos. I just maybe it's, it's user error. But if you're a Cedric Mullins fan, you're gonna love this card. He's built well. His power is gonna play up for you. Maybe not incredible against lefties, but he's good enough. And if you can find a way to boost him with a captain, like an Orioles captain or something, you'll be fine. Of course, 98 durability, he does not fit the Cal durability team. They've been very intentional about that. Like, for example, that 99 Giancarlo Stanton only has 98 durability. Imagine if we put him on the durability team, he'd be nuts. Um, but yeah, Cedric Mullins. Let's go to the XP reward path before we start talking a little bit about team affinity. XP reward path has some fun stuff on it. You go through the path, you get some of these classic cards. We don't really need to go through them. It's incredibly disappointing, by the way, just calling this out, that Aaron Judge in his rookie season hit like 50 or 51 or 52 home runs, whatever the number was. And so his rookie of the year card is a 97, and he has 40 vision. Doesn't seem to track with me. I would have thought his rookie of the year card could have also been a 99. I don't think that's me being biased either. I think that's just me. Stating facts. Uh, cool Bob Gibson card. It is clearly, clearly not as good as his 99, but if you were missing Bob Gibson, you'd have an option. Martin Perez, low-key, sneaky, sneaky, might be a passable ranked starter. I am not saying you should use him. Do not confuse my comments for that. I'm just saying with his pitch mix, which with his delivery, and he's a lefty, he could play, especially if you boost him with the right captain. Probably the Tom Henke... Um, set for Season 4 Captain Boost, which we'll talk about. And as you keep going through the path here, you get Max Freed along the path for free. He's whatever. Maybe you want to use him, maybe you don't. Up to you. You also get Jim Rice along the path. This is the best Jim Rice we've ever gotten. He does look like a lot of fun. He is reverse split, so he hits righties better than lefties. I like that. Um, I think... I think he's just kind of outclassed by a lot of other outfielders in the game right now. But if you like Jim Rice's swing, it, it, his swing is a lot of fun. Maybe you'll have success here. I also think he has an egregiously incredible pimp job. So if you want to see that, you can use him. Now we talk about the bosses. So in previous sets, there have been boss packs that have like a demon or two and then a bunch of crap or a bunch of mid, maybe not crap. Uh, in this one, I legitimately think all five are starting caliber players. We start with Manny Machado. If you like Manny Machado, you love this card. It's built like every Manny Machado card. His his numbers versus lefties lack just a little bit. That's why I, I probably personally won't start him, but he, again, he also qualifies for that Jimmy Rollins core captain boost, and that's going to help him quite a bit. Max Fielding, 94 arm, might as well be Max. Reaction's incredible. Speed is not going to kill you. He's not quick, but he's never been quick. So this Manny Machado card is insane. Cliff Lee, a.k.a. the accountant, a.k.a. going to the father-daughter dance with, uh, with his daughter. Cliff Lee is one of my favorite pitchers every single year. I understand that is a hot take, or maybe not a hot take, a strange opinion. I understand you might not like Cliff Lee, and that's fine. But I, he's, his delivery is so comfortable to use. His sinker-cutter plays off each other very nice. He's tough on lefties. His pitches move a lot on righties. I'm just a big fan. When I get Cliff Lee, we will be doing a Thursday How to Pitch With video. This Thursday will be Babe Ruth, because there's some novelty in that. And again, we'll talk about Babe Ruth. But we will be doing a Cliff Lee video, because I love Cliff Lee. This is a very good card. Quirk-wise, nothing here is going to help you per se. Doesn't matter. I think he's worth your time. Personally speaking, I am horrible with Eric Gagne. 
I am always, always terrible with Eric Gagne. Again, probably user error. I just don't tunnel his pitches well. But look at this card. Max Hipperdine, Max Caperdine, Max Clutch, Max Break, Max Velo. I understand Break and Velo are assigned to specific pitches, but still. Control is not phenomenal, but you don't really need it with him. He's fine. Uh, use this card. He also has Outlier on his fastball. So it's fun. Bullpens are kind of weak right now. Put him in your bullpen. By far the best card in the boss pack, Giancarlo Stanton. He's incredible. He might not leave my DH spot for the rest of the year. That's how much I love this card. Plus, he has 70 speed, which is hysterical. Uh, and 85 fielding, also hysterical. So, huge fan of Giancarlo Stanton. 86 vision is more than enough for a card like him. I don't care that he's tall. I don't care that his swing is long. I hit bombs with this card. One of my big. Th this is the, one of the biggest wins of the set four drop is Giancarlo Stanton. And then Ernie Spanks Banks. A very balanced and well-built Ernie Banks. Fielding is phenomenal as it should be. Speed won't kill you. Offense pretty much equal across the board. I wish the clutch was a little higher, but 112 is okay. He you put him on the cap the, the Jimmy Rollins captain team. Un unfortunately, Jimmy Rollins seems like the 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 player who's gonna unlock the most potential out of so many of these cards. But he is a core captain, so it shouldn't be too difficult for you guys to figure out how to use. This Ernie Banks card is very good. You either love or hate his swing. I don't have enough experience with Ernie Banks to have a firm opinion on it. But look at this card. It looks really nice. The boss cards, in my opinion, are all basically Ws. Gagne might be a lowercase W, but all these, all these are really good. And now we go to the collections. Then we'll go to Team Affinity. Along the collection reward path, you get this 99 Helsley, who's not going to be good, but because relievers are tight right now, I have him in my bullpen. 99 Ryan Howard is a very good card. It's just unfortunate his swing is awful. That's nobody's fault. It's just his swing sucks. So he's not going to get a lot of use, maybe in events in BR, but that's about it. Ricky Henderson has the best pimp job in the game, most likely. I'm just I, I'm not a fan of his swing either. I don't know why. I either really love swings or I despise them. There's very little middle ground. But Ricky Henderson, for me, is nothing more than a pinch runner, maybe a defensive replacement. 99 Clayton Kershaw. He looks boring in his player picture, but that's fine. Uh, he's Clayton Kershaw. He's going to be in a rotation. He's very, very good. You get a free chase pack, by the way, at 230 cards. That's cool. But the, the collections are a home run. In I think it was in the last podcast episode... I said that while all the collection choices have always been good, it's always seemed like there are two definite options and one like, I'll just take him last. I wanted the choice to be harder. And I think SDS accomplished that. In my opinion, Mookie Betts... Oops, sorry. Mookie Betts is still the clear-cut number one. Mookie Betts' swing is incredible. He's a perfect fielder. He has 83 speed. Max contact, max clutch, his power always plays up, plus he has a 117 power versus left, which is nasty. 103 vision, I, I would ex have expected higher from Mookie, but I don't care, I'm not complaining about that. Right second, he plays shortstop, another Jimmy Rollins card, and then left and center. This card is insane. I think I'm going to get him and put him at second. Move J-Ram to third, Devers to the bench. That is where I'm thinking. But, I mean, what a card. What a card. And then next up, it's a toss-up between Jimmy Fox and Corey Kluber. I'm going Corey Kluber because I feel like we're missing dominant pitching options from set four. And he is the best one probably so far. Even better than Nolan Ryan because of his pitch mix. 
So I'm excited for Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber has no quirks. Kind of confused as to why, actually. SDS, maybe you can help us with that. Um, did they maybe just forget to copy them over from his live series card? I'm sure his live series card has quirks. Maybe we should check that. Uh, either way, Corey Kluber's number two. And then Jimmy Fox. First base catcher third. I think he's going to be best suited for first because uh, Adley Rutschman's going to get so much play as a catcher. Maybe when Adley is phased out, Jimmy slides into the catcher spot. I mean, a damn near perfect hitter. Max Clutch, 90 vision's fine. He's going to, he's, I think he's still a push hitter too. So you might want to sit inside when using him, but Jimmy Fox is a very, very strong card. Plus, 80 fielding. You guys might have to correct me. That, is that the best stock fielding Jimmy Fox 99 that we've gotten? It's up there. It's at least up there. I, I might just be speaking out of my ass, but I, I think it's up there. It's a very good card. Uh, he's only third because I want Kluber and Mookie more. Your, your choice might be Jimmy Fox first. Some people might take Kluber first. That's how good of a pack this collection pack is. So, win collection pack. In the Team Affinity Path, there is another Team Affinity Path that has collection cards. You get this Tom Henke who I don't think on his own is usable, but he gives an incredible captain boost to set four, or team affinity four, excuse me, pitchers. At tier three, it's plus five BB per nine, plus 10 clutch, plus 10, or plus 15, excuse me, hit per nine, plus 15 K per nine. Very good. The Jazz Chisholm captain is a terrible captain in terms of his own raw attributes, but he does a lot for your hitters. I don't know if you necessarily want to use it, but he's, he's there. Uh, Joey Votto you get pretty easily. I think he's an easy bench bat. He's max versus righties with max clutch. And his swing bangs. So Joey Votto, I mean, I might even put him on my bench. I'll have to play with that. It's either him or Soto, most likely for me. Walter Johnson, they keep feeding us Walter Johnson cards. I don't see anyone using Walter Johnson ever. But here he is. Four-seam sinker, curveball changeup. He throws from the side. Walter Johnson is here. Uh, Brandon Crawford must be paying SDS because this man gets incredible. Let me say that again. Incredible baseball cards in this game. It is insane how good this card is. His swing is elite. If I didn't have Ellie, I might use Brandon Crawford. So that's how good Brandon Crawford is. Uh, lo and behold, or not lo and behold, feast your eyes. Behold the best Charlie Blackman you'll ever see. Max contact, max clutch, 79 speed. He can field, 92 arm, 83 in the field, 78 reactions, a little so-so, but it's okay. Uh, if you're a Charlie Blackman person, this card's for you. You're going to be shocked when I say that I don't love his swing personally. I've just never been able to figure out the leg kick plus the timing. He is the type of guy, though, if you square it up, it is launched. So this card might be for you. And then lastly... Nolan Ryan. You know how you had to collect all those cards for Corbin Carroll in set three? You're collecting all the cards for Nolan Ryan in set four. The best card art in the Snapshot series. He looks like he's posing for like an adult diapers commercial. Like, when I'm on my ranch riding my horse, I don't want to be bothered to go to no bathroom. So I wear Depends by Nolan Ryan. That's kind of what he looks like. Depends by Nolan Ryan starting pitcher. Snapshot series. As we said, max hit per nine, max pitching clutch, max break, max velocity. He's Nolan Ryan. He's excellent. The problem with Team Affinity is that it's all I've done for the last three days. And it's all been offline grinding. 
and it's made my eyes bleed. Team Affinity, I gotta lower the volume here for the YouTube audience, sorry, there you go guys. Um, Team Affinity is A, too long, even though SDS, tip of the cap, recognized that it's been long, and so they made the PXP requirements less for a lot of players, for most, for all players, really, other than the captains that still have missions you have to do, but they made the PXP missions easier. Team Affinity is too long for cards that are not good enough, and it's all offline, or most, basically the most efficient way is to do it offline, and efficient is a relevant term, because it still takes 24 to 30 hours to do. The best way to do Team Affinity, you start out, if you are able to do exchanges, do exchanges. I did all the exchanges, it got me 17% head start on every single division. Then you do the showdowns, then you do the moments, then you take all the cards you've unlocked, you bring them into Conquest. Or you go to Shieldwoods or Costco against the Oakland Athletics and beat their brains in on rookie mode until you've fulfilled missions, and then you quit and add more players in and do it again. You can play mini-seasons if you want. You'll get vouchers for every five wins. I think mini-seasons is a waste of time because the cutscenes make the games too long and it's just not an enjoyable game mode in my opinion. For you, it might be, but for me, it's not. I wish Team Affinity had more reasonable online grind methods. Chev has been talking a lot about this, but there should be Team Affinity vouchers along the events path, along the BR path, along the ranked path, Maybe every, like, three wins in Ranked, you get five Team Affinity vouchers. Like, there needs to be updates to that. Because right now, the Team Affinity grind is... Uh, I, the, I don't like using the word catered, but the Team Affinity grind is, like, 70 to 75% offline. And those players are able to do that, whereas people who normally play online are not doing what they want to be doing online because they're focusing on offline. Does that make sense? I'm trying to be eloquent here. Uh, the other problem with the Team Affinity cards is that they're all 97s. Like, alright, let's talk. Actually, before we start with Babe Ruth, let's use Mariana Rivera as an example. We lost with the beginning of set 4, set 2, Incognito Series Rivera, Sandman. So, I, I actually enjoy, or I like, and I appreciate that with the beginning of set 4... SDS dropped 97 Mariano Rivera. Is he the 99? No. He's clearly not as good in hit per nine. His clutch is one below. Little things here and there. K per nine might be a little lower. Little things here and there. But for all intents and purposes, 97 Mo is basically going to play the same as 99 Mo because they have the same pitch mix, the quirks. It's basically the same. So that's a one-to-one -one swap for a lot of people. I don't... 97 versus 99 reliever, it's all the same. So that's cool. That's good. Relievers that were released during set four, even the captains, like 95 Duran, 95 Bautista, uh, there are other ones I'm forgetting. Those relievers can play. Hell, even like 94 Kendall Graveman that came out as a classics card in Team Affinity 4 can play. But then they do things like this. We have never gotten a true, crazy, two-way Babe Ruth. This could have been, and probably should have been, a chase card. This card art's cool. It's novelty because we've never gotten it before. He's got stats 
on or attributes rather for both hitting and pitching. He's a two-way player, but he's a 97 and he's almost useless as a pitcher, even though we're going to use him this Thursday in a how to pitch with video. You have to buff him with a captain, which we've done, but that's foreshadowing. Also, I didn't record it yet, so I don't even know how it went. But this should have been, not could have, should have been either a 99 collection card, a chase card, or maybe instead of Nolan Ryan as the Team Affinity collection card, it should have been Babe Ruth. I think that was a drop the ball. I think that was a miss. Because there's novelty here. And it would have been cool to see how people experiment with Babe Ruth. Would he DH and pitch? Would he just DH? Would he just pitch? Like, there, there would have been a lot of cool stuff here. So I think that's a miss, if I'm being completely honest. Then you have... Just using the Central as an example. The second 97 George Brett we've gotten this year. We still don't have a 99 George Brett. It's very odd. This is cool court art too. Would have been fun if he was a 99 with this type of court art. I don't know what SDS is waiting for with some of these players. We've gotten two 97 George Bretts, two 97 Eddie Murrays. Those are just two examples that are ripping out of my ass, but... I don't know what the weight is, so I'm curious to see if or when we will get 99s of them. I'm assuming we will. I hope it's soon. One of my followers and homies on Twitch and YouTube and Twitter or slash X and whatnot, his name is Michael Rochelle, he sent me a bunch of card stats about how many 99s we have right now compared to last year, how many 98s, 97s, 96s compared to last year, blah, 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 with a couple little notes. I'm not going to go through this whole thing. It was incredible research. He did a very nice job. I just feel like me speaking it would not do it a service. But one of the things that he put here as an additional observation, forgive me for reading straight off my phone while recording, but it's the easiest way to see it. Players who received a 97 in a Team Affinity program have thus far never gotten a 99 within the same set. So don't expect the 99 George Brett as long as set four is the current set. That doesn't necessarily mean it will happen again in set four, but it's a trend that he has observed. So that means we're going to have to wait another 62 days, potentially longer, for 99 George Brett. Maybe. That's if everything holds the way that SDS has done it so far. I think that stinks. But that's just, that's the nature of what it's been. Overall... There are very fun cards to use from the set four launch. Giancarlo. Trout, who's very expensive. Giancarlo's free, just gotta put the grind in. You know, Nolan Ryan, a grind, but free. 100% free. As fun as those cards are, it's disappointing the amount of time you spend grinding only gets you like two good cards. Realistically, because all the team, most of the team affinity cards, all the team affinity cards stink. I I've said this a lot lately, and I'm trying to figure out a way to fully flesh out my thoughts. So maybe we could do a dedicated episode to this. I do not think sets and seasons and a collection focused Diamond Dynasty can coexist in the way SDS wants it to. I I, I just don't see how. And I think it's been proven with how content's been this year that the two are a good marriage. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe SDS already has ways for 24 to make it better. I hope they do. I'm sure they've been thinking about it. 
I just think the Sets and Seasons model needs to exist on its own, and you can have a live series collection, and that's the only collection you have. Maybe you have a core. Maybe you can continue the core collection, because that is something that expands over an entire uh, game cycle, whereas Team Affinity collections and Set and Season collections really just make it a collect-a-thon. Core is a little different, but... With limited collections, I think sets and seasons can thrive. With the amount of collection crap we've got going on right now, where it's just collection after collection after collection, and it's just grind for crap cards, grind for crap cards you never use just to put them in a binder to hopefully get your collection card later, I don't think that works with the pacing of sets and seasons. Just my opinion. You guys might disagree. Let me know in the comments. Um, so overall, I give set four like a C-. minus. Mostly because it's the same grind again and again and again and again from set to set to set to set. If you want to drop these big expansive grinds, maybe make the way in which we grind them significantly different for every set. Set one is a lot of a lot of uh, conquests and showdowns. Set two, maybe there's more mission focused things. Set three, maybe a lot of the grinding is done in mini seasons and or events. This way you could do offline online like. Give us a little bit of diversity, and I think we've got something here. But with the same copy-paste grinding with sometimes changed PXP requirements, it gets real boring and real stale, and again, for cards that ultimately are not worth it until you collect all of them after hours and hours and days and weeks of grinding to get a card. So that's just where my head's at. Overall, I'm going to have fun using these cards. I tweeted this last week, and I mean this sincerely. While content has been something of a letdown at, at points of this year, I am a baseball fan, and I love MLB The Show in its existence as a franchise. I love MLB The Show. I will always play MLB The Show. And I will always have thoughts, both positive and negative, on MLB The Show. And I share them passionately because I care about the future of the game. And I care about the game, and I care about the player base. Because this game has brought me joy, it's brought me a hobby, it's helped me bond with my brother, it's helped me bond with friends in college. Like, this game means a lot to me, and maybe that you, it's a little too sentimental for a video game. But that's just, that's just my experience. So, this game means a lot to me. I'm always going to play MLB The Show. I just want it to be the best it could be. So, any critiques I give are because I know it has potential, and I hope it can reach that potential. So, thank you guys for making it to the end of this episode. That's going to be it. I know it was kind of a wide-ranging set-for-drop conversation. I didn't feel it necessary to go through every single TA card and give it a D, because that's essentially what a lot of them would have been. Uh, but look out for content all this week, homies. Whiteboard Wednesday, of course, on Wednesday. How to Pitch with Babe Ruth on Thursday. And a new series debuts Friday. A Road to the Show series that you guys will have a lot of influence over. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to play it on Hall of Fame difficulty, so it's not just a slugfest. We're not going to equip our guy with equipment unless we earn certain things. It's going to be a blast. So make sure you subscribe. Look out for those episodes. Those are going to be long episodes, by the way. I'm shooting for like 45 minutes to an hour. It's going to be great. So thank you guys for everything. I appreciate all the conversation, all the love, all the support. Twitch streams have been great lately. You guys are killing it. Enjoy the week. Kill the week. Be productive. See you next time.